Good evening, team. Hope we are doing very, very well. Welcome to tonight's chat with Charlie. Tuesday, 29th of November. Can't believe we've only got a couple of days and then we're going to be in December. Absolutely bonkers how quickly this year has gone. I know I say it. I've probably said it every single week of the last month or so, but it has absolutely flown by. Probably the quickest year of my life. I don't know about anyone else, but almost December. We're getting in towards that Christmas season as we've just been chatting about off air. And that means that as of next week, a lot of what we talk about is going to be focused on the Christmas season, routines, managing social occasions, managing nutrition, as well as the other things that we've already got planned. So there's going to be a few bonus things coming out, a couple of bonus episodes and podcasts and stuff. And we're going to make sure that you guys are fully prepared for the Christmas season, the festive season, um, whether you're a challenger or whether you are in the one-to-one team. So tonight we are going to go through, we're going to have our usual chat. I've got some points as always, and I'm going to talk you through primarily the accountability accelerator, because this is going to really, really help. I'm not going to kind of go through it in full length. I'll, I'll, I'll give you the uh, abridged version, but just make sure you've got a notepad and pen with you to jot anything down, any takeaways, um, and to possibly work through this. This is in your um, in the group under guides, this accountability accelerator. I think it's right at the very, very bottom underneath the maintaining momentum module, right at the very, very bottom. So if you do want to get the uh, the digital version, it's there, go and grab it. Uh, if not, notepad and pen, and we will we'll get uh, kicking off. So a few sort of key things to, to think about, like I said, check your questions in the chat um, as we go through. But I've got a kind of a few sort of key things that I like I said that I want to cover. I'm going to kick off by talking about uh, SAD, so seasonal affective disorder. Now, this is something that I think so many of us struggle with that we probably don't even realize. We think of it as just a winter blues. We think of it as just a really tough time in the term. And of course, it is a tough time in the term, right? Like this this month, you know, two weeks ago, right up until sort of the end of the um, academic term. Uh, mid-November to mid-December say that is a really difficult time of the year and the calendar as a teacher but as well as that I think a lot of people struggle with deficiencies so just to give you a a kind of a few um, vitamins and minerals to look out for that can affect mood can affect mental health and can affect uh, energy primarily there's a few key ones to think about so we all know about the b vitamins particular particularly b12 is a big one to look out for um around your menstrual cycle around your period week particularly iron for obvious reasons is going to be one to consider as well as just generally it's something that a lot of people are deficient in as well alongside b vitamins and um, vitamin d of course With help from sunlight, our body can synthesize and regulate vitamin D. That's going to be taking a huge knock on at the moment from shorter days and and darker mornings and darker evenings. So vitamin D is a big one to consider in terms of energy and just sort of get up and go. Zinc and magnesium are two others to to be thinking about. Now, I was chatting to um, Kareen. Yeah, it was Kareen. Yeah, we were chatting a minute ago. Um, I was chatting to Kareen about this. Um, I saw the Lumi light. So you know the Lumi light that's got the uh, like alarm clock in it. That's what I know them for. I saw, I think it was an advert on Instagram or something, to be honest with you. Um, or someone, I can't remember how I got to it. Someone sent me a message. I don't know. Um, but I clicked on that and they had like a sale on. Uh, it's like 30% off, but they've got these, what they call vitamin L sort of lamps. And it's, it's pretty much like, I've got a blank board here. It's pretty much like this size sort of board thing. Um, but it's just a lamp and it, it's got a uh, warm LED. LEDs and cool LEDs and the whole idea and it's got this sort of like wave pattern on the top and the whole idea is that it can help to provide natural daylight 
or synthesize natural sort of daylight, that spectrum of light that's going to help you with your vitamin D and also melatonin. If you're struggling with sleep right now, it might be because the days, again, the mornings and the evenings are darker and the light is shorter. Plus the time that you're, the, the, there's daylight, you're obviously inside for most of that. So not only is it more important for you guys to get out as much as possible in the daylight, what, use any excuse that you possibly can. Not only that, but it's also really, really important um, to you know do what we can to get some, even if it's artificial daylight in and just be mindful of that. It's not just because of vitamin D, but also melatonin, like I was saying. So thinking about that circadian rhythm, some of you might not have heard me talk about that yet. We'll talk about it when we do sleep. But that circadian rhythm isn't just about sleep. It's about everything. So depending on the rhythm that you're in, sort of bedtimes and wake times, if you have regular sleep times and wake times, if you get enough daylight, basically imagine it, if your body gets the signals it needs to cool, this is when you're asleep and right, this is when you're awake. If your body knows what's coming, so you've got regular patterns, regular routines, you're eating at regular times, you're getting daylight in, you, you know, that kind of stuff. You're doing what you should be. If that's the case, you will have a pretty regular circadian rhythm. Of course, that change in the season can throw off your daylight, therefore throw off your circadian rhythm a little bit. So you might be finding that you're a little bit less sleepy when you're getting into bed, potentially, because of melatonin not being as regulated as, as it could be because of a lack of daylight. So really important to keep as much routine at this time of year as you possibly can, almost sort of like without moving it from summer to, to some degree. You know how some of us will eat sort of just when it's light and we won't, we won't eat when it's dark and we'll sort of change our routines a little bit. We won't go out for walks because of the, the light, you know, obviously we won't get as much daylight. We won't be going to bed till later, these sorts of things. We want to keep as much of that stable and as good of a routine as possible to help the melatonin production. Not only that, but that circadian rhythm also dictates things like mental energy, focus, concentration, even things like um, muscular strength. So if you train your, your muscular strength is um, at its highest. I think it's like 4 to 5 p.m. or 3 to 4 p.m., sort of late afternoon. Bit of a weird time, really, but I guess it's because you've eaten and, and other various things. Um, even things to, to do with endurance, like your body's got a certain time of the day where you will be best at certain things. So you'll have a time of the day where you're feeling most creative, a time of the day where you're feeling, you know, obviously before bed, most sleepy. Hunger signals, all that, all that good stuff is regulated by this cycle. So if our daylight exposure is off, that whole cycle is going to be a bit a bit skew if. So if you've got problems with any, of any of that stuff, it might be due to the fact that your, your circadian rhythm is a little bit out of whack. So a little bit on vitamins there. Broad spectrum and multivitamin, like the awesome supplements, defense is absolutely fine. That will tick the box. There's a few, I've posted this in the group already, but there's a few fish oils and things that you can just get from Amazon that are really, really good. Uh, you get them in capsules, you can get them just in the liquid. It's lemon flavor. It tastes like lemon oily lemon sorry lemony oil doesn't really taste like much to be honest it's slightly lemony oil it's absolutely fine just a shot of that um so there's a few things that you can do obviously for your vitamins and minerals alongside the broad and balanced diet with as many colors as you can get from fruits and veggies decent protein decent fiber in there as well um and fruits and veggies and you know that's that's the best you can do alongside alongside staying hydrated right so if you're struggling with energy, struggling with, um, you know, feeling you're going through patches of low mood, could be any of those things. Have a look at those areas, put something in place and then monitor it for a week. See how you get on, see if you feel any better. Now, alongside sort of following along from that, alongside that, at this time of year, our, like I said, our mood can take a real hit and we can feel, find ourselves getting into a bit of a rut in terms of mood and resilience and just feeling ourselves 
being pulled down by the negativity. At this time of year, there tends to be quite a lot of negativity in schools. The Christmas festivities of the final week haven't yet kicked in. Everyone's tired. Ofsted are looming for a lot of us, or they've just been, or they're coming. You know, it's a tough time of year, regardless. That can really affect our mood. And I said to someone earlier that negativity is a little bit like a spiral whereby if you walk into the staff room there's a couple of people whinging and moaning the reason we whinge and moan is because we all have a negativity bias for some reason it's much easier to start a conversation by whinging about how no one's done the dishwasher than it is to walk in and to say something really positive about the weather for some weird reason it's a tribal thing negativity connects us all it's an easy conversation starter whinge about something someone's gonna whinge back and there you go you're in a conversation you're not in an awkward silence anymore walk in and say something really positive people look at you like you're you're a little bit of a weirdo right it's a weird 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 thing but that means that negativity is rife particularly in schools where there is so much to moan about and whinge about and feel negative about we have a lot of negative environments the problem is, is exactly that we have the bias so your attention is going to be drawn to that. We don't have a positivity bias. And I know I've talked about it before and just bear with me on this one because I know a lot of people jump to sort of maybe a bit of prejudice around it or, you know, jump, jump to conclusions. But gratitude and practicing gratitude it is well researched. Now, there is a decent amount of scientific evidence that practicing gratitude when it's done regularly, particularly before sleep, is really, really positive for mental health and just basically creating your own positivity bias. So you can spot the positivity instead of negativity. I know it might feel a bit wishy-washy. I'm not telling you to stand in front of the mirror and tell yourself that you love yourself. I'm not asking you to go and meditate on a mountain or or do whatever. You know, if that's you, no offense, by the way, I know everyone's got their own thing, right? On Saturday night, I spent ages just sitting there looking at the stars in Norfolk because it was so clear. Probably looked a bit bit odd sitting outside when it's freezing cold. But, you know, everyone's got their own thing. I'm not, you know, not saying anything against that. But just, I know it can have these connotations of being a bit woo-wah, a bit wishy-washy, a bit airy-fairy. But it's got some really decent evidence behind it. So if you can, particularly before bed, but it doesn't have to be, if you can just ask yourself these three questions, you don't have to write it down. You don't have to talk about it. Just in your head, if you can ask yourself, what's gone well today? What am I proud of today? What am I looking forward to tomorrow? Just literally those three simple questions. You do that for a week, seven days a week for a week. I can almost guarantee you, you're going to start to notice that there are just more things that draw your attention that are positive because you're going to be looking out for them. It's the same as when you walk down the road and you pick up a 20 pound note. Somehow, for some weird reason, you never normally look down the road for money, but now you're on high alert for it because you've spotted one. Your brain's got the evidence, the confirmation bias kicks in. It's got the evidence that there are 20 pounds on the floor. And so you keep looking for it. Just like if you give your brain the evidence, there are things to be grateful for and there are positives going on in your life. You're going to look for them more. And it's it's just that confirmation bias kicking in. Your brain wants to know that you're right. So please, 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 if you are struggling with either the atmosphere at school, people around you, whatever it is, or if it is just a knock on from seasonal affective disorder, maybe, or some of the things I talked about at the start, try gratitude journaling or just practicing gratitude. Good time is when you're cleaning your teeth because it's before bed and it's a habit that you can stack it onto. Could be first thing in the morning, could be on a walk at lunchtime, could be, I don't know, you might even want to pop it in the group on the way home or you might want to voice note me or, or whatever you know if you're a one-to-one client you might want to just send it over to me I don't need to respond to it 
particularly it's just about you putting it and sending it somewhere it might even be that you just sort of voice memo yourself because how nice is that to listen back at the end of the week of all the positives from your week might be something good to do as you do your check-in just a suggestion to help you focus a little bit on those positives any questions guys remember pop them in the chat as we go through anything you want to say any any uh experience you've got with any of these things that you want to contribute that you think might help someone please 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 chuck it in the chat another question we've had a lot of well not a lot we've had some illness um in the group at the moment we know we've had covid making an appearance in schools some really horrible fluey type things some bugs some 24-hour bugs knocking about as well it's that time of year isn't it doors get closed windows gets closed um we're inside more we're all sort of sharing germs doors inside are closed as well so we're touching handles more often you know let's be honest how many children actually wash their hands throughout the day probably less than we want to think about really but there are germs that are that are all you know all about all about um and so we've had a little bit more illness in the group someone asked a question about training when ill my go-to answer is going to be just as a blanket is going to be don't right if you are feeling poorly, if you've got a, a head cold, if you've got a really bad cough, if you've got the flu, you've got COVID, whatever. And number one, if you go into the gym, that could be pretty irresponsible, depending what you what germs you got at the moment. If you are feeling quite under the weather and you go and really tax your central nervous system by lifting heavy weights, going for a really long run, you know, even something like, you know, stay, if you were to, I don't know, pull an all-nighter when you're ill, it's going to make you 10 times worse because your central nervous system is already um taxed you know all stress goes into the same bucket remember your immune system and your immune functions are fighting things off you then go and put your body through more stress you give it another job it's got more recovery it's not going to do you any favors so if you're thinking about intense exercise don't do it if you're thinking about a little bit of yoga or some stretching or a gentle walk around the park then i would probably say go and give it a go because that is probably going to support you and i think when it comes to this is just common sense you're not going to go and smash yourself for a 30 minute weight session, but you're probably going to want to go and do some stretching and a bit of walking, particularly if that's your you time and it makes you feel good. So that's just my rule of thumb. Just the light, gentle, easy stuff, stuff that's not going to you know, um, burn you out. The next part of that question, someone asked about how do we get back into training after being poorly? Again, it depends what it is. You know, um, if you were to, I don't know, break your arm for example is to be very different to if you just had covid because of obviously the impact on your lungs and and everything else so again use common sense don't overdo it start from the very very lowest level and work your way up slowly over time that's going to be sort of the the golden rule don't go back in where you were a month ago or where you were two weeks ago go in a little bit lighter so for example if you're going into the gym and you're lifting weights go in and just do one set so one group of maybe 10 reps, 10 repetitions. So for example, uh, squats, you go in and you do maybe do one lot of 10 squats on a bit of a lighter weight. So you're doing less volume, you're doing less reps and, and sets, you're doing lighter weight, you've got more rest times between sets um, of different exercises. Maybe you go in, you do some squats, you do some, some calf raises, you do some lunges, you do some, um, I don't know, some some stiff leg deadlifts or something, or hamstring curls or uh, leg extensions. And you just do a couple of set, one or two sets of that, a little bit lighter, really ease yourself in, go home, stretch, lots of water, lots of fluid, lots of decent recovery, and that's it. And slowly build yourself back up. Likewise, if you're currently doing three home workouts a week, maybe just go back in at one in that first week, see how you feel, give it a couple of days, then maybe try another one. 
and then give it a few days, try another one. So just common sense, just slowly build it back up. Don't try and go in back where you were before because you're likely to push yourself back. Remember, there's no point in doing one step forward to take three steps back. You might as well wait a little bit longer and then you're good to go. So just common sense on those ones, I would probably say. Something I do want to say, um, just as a reminder, really, is that this program, your nutrition, your career, your family life, your relationship, all of that, you are going to, and I know, I know it's cheesy, I know I said it in the very first live, but you're going to get out of it what you put into it, right? If you don't give your partner any time, you don't give them the time of day, you're probably not going to get much back, right? If you go into school and there's a child who uh, displays difficult behavior and struggles with emotional regulation and really presses your buttons and is really, really tough to teach, right? If you put nothing into that child, they're probably not going to want to give anything back. With your health and fitness, if you don't put anything in, you're going to get nothing back. I think it's quite, it's a very, very common thing. I think it's the human thing, but there's a certain level of entitlement. And I know that I, I've experienced this before, where we almost feel like to, to be, I don't know, to have good health and well-being is like our right. And it's something that we just get by, by being here. Unfortunately, it'd be great if that was the case. Unfortunately, it's not. Like anything, like money like your profession like friendships and relationships you've got to put effort in to get something out so it doesn't matter whether it's completing your check-in on time or whether it is responding to messages or coming to a live or listening back on the podcast or you know going into you know, your problem you go into the guides proactively and you find the solution or you look for some resources it doesn't matter what it is if you don't put much into this you're not going to get anything out it doesn't really matter that you paid 100 125 pound for the challenge that isn't that 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 buying of that is buying the support and the challenge, right? It's by it's buying me, it's buying the team, it's buying the community. It's not buying your result. And I know that's quite an uncomfortable thing to hear because normally you go on Amazon, you pay your fifteen pounds, you get sent a copy of a book, right? You it's a direct um, product and price, and we're used to shopping like that. That's how all of our shopping experiences are. But when it's something like coaching, it's not quite how it works. You're buying the vehicle to the result you're not buying the result itself because the old phrase of you know take a horse to water and if it doesn't drink you know there's nothing you can do about it sort of thing butchered that phrase is very very true here so you've got me you've got support you've got two webinars a week you've got the podcast you've got everything else i've just listed you got check-ins but if you don't do anything there's nothing that's going to get you to that result you know i can't do anything i can't come around to your house and cook your food and sit there and turn your legs and make you exercise like i can't do that you are going to get out of this what you put into it. And if you put nothing in, I'm really sorry, but you're going to get absolutely nothing out. So if you're someone who has found yourself struggling a little bit, you need to reach out for support. Because again, I can only, I can only help you if I know that you need help. So a couple of things to talk about there. Just because we're about halfway through the challenge now, this is the time where things get really tough. The novelty's worn off a little bit. You know, it's a very difficult time of year. This, it still remains the same. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm not going to pretend that if you do nothing, you're going to get where you want to go because you're not. You get out of it what you put into it. And it's totally up to you. You're the only person that can do it. I mentioned in the live the other day that Mel Robbins quote of no one's coming. Like no one's coming to save you. If you sit here and you do nothing, again, nothing is going to happen. It's got to be you. You're the only person that can do the work. Right. Moving on from that note then. What I really want you to view, you know, we're always going to go through tough times. We're going to go through times where 
problems arise, particularly around school, particularly at this time of year, sometimes at home at this time of year, there can be quite a lot of stress as well. You know, there are lots of variables at play here. There's going to be these tough patches and we're going to go through this accountability accelerator very briefly. Now I'm going to talk you through it. If you're a one-to-one client, you're going to probably use this with me at some point as well. But before I do, I just want to remind you of that phrase that the obstacle is the way. If you came on board, whether you're one-to-one or challenge, if you came on board and you had, let's say, 12 months with me, you had 12 months and everything went perfectly to plan. There were no problems. There was not, you know, there was not a single barrier on your journey, say. You got from A to B in a lovely straight line. When you get to B and our time together is over, the second that I walk away and you're on your own and you come across a problem, which you will do, you are going to be, again, completely as you were before completely back to square one because you haven't had any difficulty along the path right you've just been a very easy a to b journey you've faced no difficulty you've built no skills you face no adversity you haven't you know developed your mindset to face that with resilience so you get to your goal suddenly there's a problem and now you don't want to know what to do which is why the whole idea of quick fixes is is a complete sort of con basically so luckily life is never going to be like that and you're always going to have tough patches along the way aren't you so think of it like this as you're going through this journey from a to b it's much more like this horrible squiggly roller coaster there'll be twists there'll be turns there'll be things that you never thought would happen that are going to crop up and instead of thinking oh for goodness sake like why has that happened terrible timing i'm in the middle of this coaching program i don't need to think like that because actually those horrible things and you know there can be some really horrible things that happen to us in our lives and in the middle of experiencing those things it's hard to think like i'm about to say it's hard to see this perspective and i really do appreciate that so if you're in the middle of something right now you might not be able to feel what i mean but with hindsight comes comes a lot of perspective right those tough patches they are the way the obstacle is the way they are there for a reason and i'm not talking about you know everything happens for a reason but what i mean is they are opportunities for you to practice the skills that we are working on. When you go out for a social occasion, instead of thinking, oh, I've got to go for a social occasion, you know, what am I going to do? I've, I'm being good, I'm being bad, old mindsets creep in. Oh no, I can't have that mashed banana because it's got sins in it. Don't know why you'd eat be eating mashed banana on a social night out, but you know, you get the point, right? All these old things start to creep in. Instead of thinking like that, start thinking, actually, this is an opportunity for me to practice the skills that I've been working on. This thing that's happening at work, this is a chance for me to practice that ability of, of seeing the positives. This is an opportunity for me to prove my resilience. This is an opportunity for me to cast the votes for me 2.0. You know, not despite this, but because of this barrier, because of this thing. So I want you to start viewing the obstacle as the way. Don't view it as an inconvenience or a problem. View it as an opportunity for growth. Something that you can get better because of. Yes, life would be easier without it, right? Of course it would. But then what? You know, where's the development going to come from? It's the same as the children they're learning. If you, I don't know, I'm going to just use random numbers here. But if you have a child getting 10 out of 10 on a test, right? Are you going to keep giving them the same test and the same test and the same test? Or the same learning and the same learning and the same learning? Of course you wouldn't. We move the children on, right? It's, it's, the, it's the way it works. Our health and well-being, our mindset is very, very similar in many ways to how we teach children, right? We go for a growth mindset instead of a fixed mindset. We put ourselves just outside our comfort zones into the stretch zone, not the panic zone, but just inside the the stretch zone. So we're challenging ourselves. We get a few things wrong. We kick ourselves a little bit. We change that mindset. We We go and give it another go, right? 
we then get one right. We get one more right than we did before. Then we go in, we might fail a couple of more times. Then we go again and we get a few more right. And that's progress. doesn't matter whether it's a times table test with your class or whether it's you and your nutrition. It's exactly the same. It's the mindset that we need. So instead of viewing problems and barriers that come up in your life as problems, start viewing them as opportunities for development and opportunities for growth. And something really, really, really weird is going to happen. You're actually going to start to relish those opportunities to prove to yourself how really brilliant you are and the fact that you've changed and you've developed and you can actually do these things. So start looking forward to them. Final thing I'm going to say is, I've talked to a few of you about this. I've been hearing language like on plan, off plan, on track, off track a little bit again recently. There is no such thing as a plan. You are not on a plan. This is not a plan. We are coaching you with your own lifestyle. Really important to make that distinction. And I know I'm being pernickety and I'm talking about language here, but language is important. This isn't a fixed, rigid plan. You are not on a diet, right? You are just taking your lifestyle and we are developing it and we're building it. That's it. No plan, right? No, no fixed thing. When we talk about being on track and off track, it's like comparing ourselves to a train. And I've mentioned this before as well. But when a train comes off the track, you know, first of all, the track is fixed. It's got a start, a finite start point and end point. It is rigid. If the train goes off too far, it's going to crash and it's going to be a disaster and people are going to die, right? That is not, it's not fair to yourself to compare your health, your well-being, your nutrition, your movement or whatever to a blooming train on a track. Completely reductionist. Doesn't help right? Your, your health, your happiness isn't a train on a track. Don't compare yourself to that. And I know it sounds like being pernickety of language, but it does matter. It really does matter with the mindset side of things. Instead of being a train on the track, if I had to pick a vehicle, some of you are not going to say, you are much more like a plane in the sky. And for one particular reason, before that plane even takes off, first of all, there is no set course, right? You've got the whole of the blooming atmosphere or whatever you call it, the sky. Before the plane even takes off, your pilot knows that they are going to, they've got a route, rough route tracked in mind, but they know for a fact before they take off that most likely they are going to have to go off the off route. They are going to have to go off track, so to speak, right? Off, off path, sorry, not track, off path because of weather conditions they weren't expecting, which is something happening in your personal life. Whether it is other air traffic, which might be the influence of other people or a social occasion, Okay. They know that all they need to do is they're up in the air. They're going to move off their flight path. They're going to recalculate. They're going to move the nose of the plane, plane one degree. They're not going to spin it around and go crazy and, and think, oh, I'm off the wagon. What am I going to do? Right. They're not going to sort of try and turn around and, and give up. They're not going to stop flying until Monday morning rolls around, are they? And let the plane nose dive. They're just going to keep calm. They're going to calculate. I'm sure the, the computer in the plane does this automatically nowadays, but they're going to calculate. They're going to move the nose of the plane one degree. And then they are going to be patient. And before they know it, they are back on course for where they want it to be. You are much more like a plane in the sky that is going to have to ebb and flow and navigate as you go, because that's how what life is like. And then you're going to land safely rather than a train on a fixed track where you have this fixed mindset and it's either on, off, good, bad. You know, I'm either moving forward or I'm not. You are much more like a plane in the sky. So if they had to compare you to a vehicle, that's what it's going to be. Anyway. Let me talk you through this accountability accelerator. 
if you're listening back on the podcast, um, please sort of bear with me because I'm showing some visuals visuals here. It might be worth going into the guys section at the very bottom, the momentum uh, maintainer, maintaining momentum. Look at the these slides as you listen or go and watch the video back. It'll be a lot, a lot clearer to sort of um, get your head around. Right, I'm going to pause there because I need a cup of tea. <laughs> I've got one. I'm not going to go make one. Um, let me know in the chat. What have you taken away from tonight's chat so far? This is when everyone realises that they've been watching the football and they haven't been listening. <laughs> Sam, what's the score? Let us know. What's the score? What's been happening? I haven't heard any noise from the living room, so I'm guessing not much has been happening. How are we all? Have I bored you all to death? Have I bored you all to tears? How are we doing? Let me know in the chat. If anything, what have you taken away? If there was something that you would have to go and give advice to a loved one on, what would you tell them? What advice from tonight would you go and implement with somebody else or would you implement yourself? Chuck it in the chat for me. Ah, oh, Neil Neil won the scores. Nah, not very exciting game, is it? Right, guys, chuck it in the chat. Give me something you've taken away. Let me know if there's anything there at all. Got to keep going. It might be hard at times, but that's where we learn. Absolutely. 100%. A smooth sea never made a skilled sailor. We learn when things are tough. Absolutely. Okay. So I know that some of you have seen this before. I'm going to quickly whiz you through this accountability accelerator and just explain a little bit more about how you, excuse me, how you can use this yourself. So the whole point is that if you're really, really stuck, this accountability accelerator is there to give you autonomy. You know, you don't need to use, use this with me. You can use this just alone if you wanted to. It's always there for you to work yourself through if you want to. It's about reflecting on where you are now and what the problems are. It's about resetting and realigning that mindset. And it's about getting you restarted on your journey. Again, remember that whole phrase from last week, the habits never miss twice. We wanna get you going as much as possible. Objects in motion, stay in motion, right? As soon as we stop, it's a lot harder to get going again. So let's keep this moving forward. What you can see here is a sheet that I'll probably use with you at some point in our coaching. And it's really, really simple. You've got things that are going green, things that are going amber, things that are going red. Doesn't need that, doesn't need to explain, does it? So it, you can be as specific with this as you like. So it might be fruits and veggies. It might be meal prep on there. Sleep might be one. Stress management. Your relationship might go on there. Family life might go on there. Um, steps might go on there. Workouts. Um, anything that we work on. Anything at all. Might be self-belief. Might be mindset. It might be workload. It might be productivity. It might be school school life. You can chuck them on that traffic light just so that you get a really good visual representation of how things are for you at the moment. The things on the right, we come back to at the very, very end. But basically, to summarize, the top one is what three actions are you going to take forward from today? What are you going to put in place? And the bottom one is what three barriers might crop up just so that you can predict them. So we come on here, we do our traffic lights, we leave it and we come back to that section on the right at the end. Cool. So we've done our traffic lights. I'll give you a copy of this as well, guys. Then what we're going to do is we're going to go back to our why, that deep intrinsic why, that reason for making this change, the whole point of being here, the whole point of, of making this investment in yourself and doing this, right? The whole whole you know, reason that exactly you are here. So we can split this down into, into pleasure, things that we're trying to gain, things that we're trying to get, and then pain, things that we're trying to avoid. Pleasure, things we're trying to get, 
pain, things we're trying to avoid. Now, external pleasure is going to, these always find this difficult to explain, but external pleasure are going to be things that happen outside of you. So it might be someone giving you a compliment, for example. Now that might give you some internal pleasure as well. You know, it might give you a bit of a little dopamine hit. It might feel quite nice to have that. But really that internal pleasure is going to be things that really happen in your mind. It's going to be improved confidence. It's going to be improved self-belief. It's going to be being happier, literally just having having a better mood and um, things like that. So internal pleasure, things that you want to gain are going to be the things that sort of happen up here that are inside. External pleasure might be things like trying on the dress and it fits and you feel great in it. And again, that might give you back into an internal pleasure. So there is a, a direct link. External pain then is going to be things that you want to avoid that are outside of yourself. And again, there will be a link between these. So for example, external pain, you get up to play with your kids and you are really, really, really out of breath, right? You are playing with your class at school and you can't keep up with them. That's an external pain. You go out for a hike with family and you just feel horrible the whole time. Um, just to give you some activity ones. It might be, you know, people's judgments of you. It might be how you're feeling in, in yourself physically. Okay, so these might be sort of external things that might happen to you, right? We've, I know I've chatted to, to some of you before about things like getting on a plane and not feeling comfortable in the seats or going on roller coasters and not feeling comfortable in the seats. You know, that's that's an external pain. That's something that we want to avoid, just as an example. That's obviously going to link you to an internal pain. You might feel, I don't know, to think about things that you've said to me before, you might feel embarrassed. You might feel... Um, unconfident you might feel self-conscious okay there's lots and lots of different things you might have a really low mood you you know you might feel um lethargic okay up this top one external pain you might have very low physical energy to do go and do stuff so pleasure things that you're trying to gain um pain things you're trying to avoid so we fill in that sheet okay and you can do this as detailed or as as rough as possible uh, as you like sorry then what we're going to do is we are going to fa face the reality where you're going to look at actually the, the 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 things that are going on that cause this pain and we're going to try and show you exactly where you want to get to so on the left it's kind of like that future a that we might have spoken about before the place that you are right now and the direction you're heading towards that you really don't like very much and on the right is going to be the outcome you actually want and how you're going to get there so when you're filling in the sheet, you might be experiencing distraction right now. So you might feel distracted from the things that you need to do. So just as an example, you might be um, too tired on a Sunday night to go and meal plan. Oh, that's what you say. That's that's the kind of that's your language. You say, All right, well, actually, I'm kind of, you know, oh, I just can't be bothered right now. I just want to watch Netflix. I'm going to put that off till Monday. I'm not going to make my breakfast tomorrow. I'm just too tired. Um, I just don't want to go for a walk. It's raining outside. So I'm just going to stay in instead. I'm not going to go to bed because I want to watch this next episode. So then you don't get enough sleep. So distraction is, okay, what are we doing that's distracting from your goals? The actual actions that you're doing. So all the things that you're doing right now, which are not positive, pop them in there. Then we're going to look at how, what that, what that's getting you. So these are all the things you're doing right now that are distracting from your goals. All the things that are not optimal habits, things you're doing. Then spinning is going to be, Right. It's causing you to spin your wheels. Right. What does that look like? Well, actually, it means that I wake up. I haven't got much energy right now, which means then I rely on sort of, you know, sugary foods because I haven't got breakfast. I get to 10 o'clock. I'm actually starving. I've had two donuts and some chocolates by 11 o'clock. I'm running on caffeine. Uh, I've been snappy with family at home. 
I've then sort of been quite unproductive during my breaks. I haven't been bothered to go out for a walk at lunchtime to get some vitamin D in. So my energy level's low. And you see what I mean? You kind of get into this cycle. So what are you doing that's distracting? And basically, how is it making you feel today? What's the impact of those actions today? And then all we're going to do is we're going to fast forward a year. If I keep having, if I live this day every single day for a year, where am I going to get to? And this is uncomfortable. This isn't a nice thing to do, but that's kind of the point because the whole point is that you're facing the reality. We're taking your head out your sand and we're saying, right, this is where we're headed. Are you happy with it? So if I keep living this day of spinning my wheels every day, where am I going to be in a year? And then even more uncomfortable, where am I going to be in five years if I keep spinning my wheels this way? That should be uncomfortable. Might even make you feel quite emotional, might make you feel quite upset. Cruel to be kind, that's a good thing. Because what it's telling us is that, you know, climb back up the the ladder to distraction. The things that you put in that box, the things that you're doing right now that are not serving you, it, it shows you, it shows you basically what you're where you're headed to. And if you just stay in the day and you go, actually, it's just today, it's just today. Suddenly it's next Monday, it's just it's just this week, then it's December. Oh, it's, it's just one month. You know, you, you're gonna very quickly get to a year of feeling how you don't want to feel and then you get to five years so cruel to be kind it's going to be horrible but that's kind of what we want on the other side of it once we've done that and we know how important it is that we do make this change we can even go back to what we want we can we can go back to the pleasure we're trying to gain and the pain we're trying to avoid and we can say hang on a minute this this distraction is it getting me up to these goals is it getting me to avoid these pain these um pain points or no actually it's pushing me closer towards them so i can't i can't keep doing this you know the phrase tell me what you do in a day and i'll tell you where you'll be in a year that's basically this in a in a sort of table on the other side i'm not going to give you that this much detail but you can imagine what it's going to be it's going to be the opposite so what actions could you take to get moving again and then what would moving feel like And then where would you be in a year? And then where would you be in five years? So I might push through the self-sabotage and the limiting beliefs of I'm too tired to make a meal plan. And I might make sure that I do it first thing on a Sunday instead of lasting on a Sunday. I might make sure that I've had conversations with my partner so they know what's happening for dinner. I might make sure that my kids are on board. I might talk to my year partner to get their support. I might put my shoes out by the front door. I might prep my lunch. I might make sure that I've got a book on my pillow and I charge my phone across the room. I might make sure I practice my gratitude before bed. I might make sure that I journal, I plan out my week. All these things, these little actions that you can do that seem insignificant, that are just you putting one brick in the wall. Think about what what that would do. If I did that every day for a week, how would I be feel? Would I be moving forward, wouldn't I? How would moving forward feel? Well, I'd have momentum. I'd feel more positive about the journey. I'd be feeling like I've got more self-belief. The wheels would be in motion. I might even be starting to see changes. I might have wake up with more energy. You know, someone might pay me a compliment. So moving, when you're moving forward, how does that feel? And again, multiply that by 12 months. Where would I be in a year? If I, if I kept this up for a year, most of the time, where could I be? And then times that by five years. Where could I be in five years time? And that's powerful. When you see the differences in the pictures, you know, really visualize it as well. Imagine yourself in five years if you don't do anything about this. If you, if you give up, where are you going to be in five years time? That's horrible. Not a nice thought. If you actually keep going with this, despite the challenges, despite the lack of self-belief, and you just, you know, you just keep going, you don't allow yourself to be defeated. And some days you will, and that's fine. But other days you need to push through it. 
when you get to that point, think about where you could be in five years. Everyone, think about what age you're going to be in five years. How old your partner, children, friends, family, parents, um, people at work, you know, whatever, friends. How are they going? To, how old are they going to be in five years? How is life going to be in five years? What do you want it to be like? And you can even, if you want to, on this side, on action, you can work backwards with it. And you can say, right, well, in five years, this is the picture I want. Okay, in one year, you know, what's that divided by five? In one year, where, where do I want to be? What's realistic for one year? Okay, today or tomorrow, how do I want to feel? And then what do I need to do today to get me to that? So it does work backwards as well. And finally, last little thing for tonight's session, um, just to know, so you know exactly that you're on the right track, you know exactly where you're going and you know that you are doing the right things and you know what success feels like for you, you can fill in your success GPS. Now, what's your ideal moment of success? When will you know that you've been successful in this journey? And, you know, sort of spoiler alert it's probably not going to be one particular moment it might be a week where you have that sort of reflective time and you think actually blimmin hell like i've come a long way here you know, it might not be one particular moment you're not probably not going to wake uh, you know, wake up in the mirror that's not right <laughs> turn and look in the mirror uh and then you know suddenly have this feeling you know it's probably going to be more like a series of, of, of events that you kind of go oh yeah actually things have changed now but get really sort of visual with it what are you going to see when you, you know, what you're going to see when you have that those moments where you're like, actually, yeah, like I'm, I'm successful now. Like I've achieved what I want to achieve. What are you going to see? What are you going to feel physically and emotionally? What are you going to hear around you? Okay. Getting really sort of visual with it. What impact is this going to have on you? Is it going to cause you to set new goals and, and sort of think about new levels? Is it going to cause you to, you know, improve your relationships? Is it going to cause you to have more confidence, go for a promotion? Like, you know, whatever it is. What impact is that going to have on you as a person? And then going right back to the beginning, what three things? So this had lots of different actions in this box, but tonight, today, what three things can you do to get you towards that success GPS, to get you towards that place where you've been successful? What three things? And it might just be making sure that I have drunk enough water before I go to bed and I've got water next to me for when I wake up. It might just be practicing gratitude when you clean your teeth. It might just be going out and getting a quick walk in. Okay, so what three things can you do today? And that links us all the way back to the start where we do have the three actions that you're going to do and we preempt the three barriers that might crop up with those actions. And that, guys, is the accountability accelerator. That is the word. If you're listening back on the podcast, that's probably made no sense whatsoever. But just imagine uh, the visual that I'll, I'll be putting into the group. Anyway, team, hope that was useful. Hope that had um, some good sort of uh, that resonated with you and it sort of connected with you and, it, and you can kind of see yourself, you know, using that. You might not use the whole thing. You might use one page out of it. If you're really, really stuck, we might jump on a coaching call and work through this together and we'll bounce ideas off each other. It might be the case that you do this before a coaching call. You know, there's lots of different ways that we can use this. Um, but yeah, let me know what your thoughts were or are on that. And if you've got any questions at all, guys, please, please, please do let me know. You know, the, the whole idea is that you get all your questions to me. I give you help right now and we get you moving forward again. Kareen loves the train track plane analogy. Um, Sam said that she needs to make sure um, she keep gratitude journaling. It's definitely helped. Absolutely. And again, it's these things that they slip and then we sort of... Um, we don't realize for a couple of days after and we're like, oh, hang on a minute. Yeah, I haven't done that for a while. No wonder I feel like 
ABC, you know, do you know what I mean? Like X, Y, Z, whatever. Um, it's not usually till a little, they, they sort of, we missed a few days that we clock onto that. And again, Sam, it's not about you doing it every single day for, for the next 50 years. It's just about you making sure that you're doing it more often than you're not. Positive progress over perfection, right? Just chain link them. Chain link those habits. If you did it seven days in a row, let's try and get it 10 days in a row next time. Just positive progress. Never any pressure. Um, Teacher 99, I'm sorry, I don't know, I'm not sure who you are, <laughs> says, uh, it's like someone calling in for a radio show, isn't it? Uh, think of the positive and break the day down if you're having a really low day. Try and find the evidence of the positives. Absolutely. 100%. And that's the thing. I think chunking your day is really important. I know today I've spoken a lot about a lot of bigger picture stuff. But actually, if you're really struggling at the moment, some of this stuff isn't going to be very useful. You might take a, the odd bit or you know bit or piece, but sometimes it's a, it's too much to think about. And in those moments, we need to find strategies for you that bring you back down to baseline, bring you back down to equilibrium, calm your central nervous system, clear your mind, put you in a place mentally and physically where you're able to think about these things. There's no point in just overwhelming you in the moment. We need to get you to a place where you're able to think about those things. When you are, are having a really low day, chunk your day down. Think, right, I've just woken up. I've just got to get to lunchtime or even more. I just need to get till the kids come in. What do I need to do between now and when the children come into school or, you know, whatever is going on at nine, 10 o'clock in your morning? What have I got to do for the first four hours of the day? Right. Break time. I made it. I got through the first part of the morning. What do I need to do before lunchtime? OK, cool. Got three hours to go or whatever. Right. Lunchtime got three hours till the kids go home. Okay. I don't know how long this teaching day is. It's like 10 hours at the moment. <laughs> it's like a nightmare teaching day. You know what I mean though? Okay. Lunchtime to the kids go home. What have I got to do between then? Kids go home till I need, I go home myself. What have I got to do? I'm at home. What have I got to do till bedtime? Literally you can chunk your day down into five chunks if you want. Um, just like that before school morning, um, late morning, early afternoon, late afternoon, evening, whatever, five, six chunks, chunky day down, little chunks of three, four hours, plan it out like that and just focus on that one chunk. And that is really, really going to help. Final thing I'm going to finish on because someone said this was really useful earlier. And I'm going to tell you a little bit more about um, the guy behind the whole Pomodoro thing. But essentially, you can just Google Pomodoro timer. But what it is, is working in 25 minute blocks with either a short break at the end, so five minutes, which is 30 minutes, or a 15-minute break, so it's a 40-minute block. The reason that I mention this is alongside that Eisenhower matrix of do, delay, delegate, delete. Remember that one? These two things can be really, really good just for managing that workload. We can't sit really and efficiently mark, important point being the efficiently part, we can't efficiently mark for like three hours back to back to back. You can get it done, it'll be a slog, but by about half an hour to 45 minutes in, you're gonna be a lot less efficient. You know, you'll be distracted by your phone, someone will come in, it will take you longer to mark each book or to, to plan each day of English, whatever it is, right? So try working in 25 minute blocks and I'm talking phone away, no distractions, sign on the door saying, go away, do not disturb me, put your earpods in, pretend you're on a Zoom call, do whatever you need to do, right? 25 minutes of focused, focused work, then either a short five minute break where you go for a wee, get a cup of tea, go get a breath of fresh air, listen to a song. I do this sometimes and I literally have Brooklyn Nine-Nine on Netflix and I'll go and watch five minutes of Brooklyn Nine-Nine and just zombie out for five minutes and then pause it, come back and do another 25 minute block. And it's just about giving your time, your brain enough time to focus, get into deep into a task, 
And then as soon as you start to sort of feel yourself slowing down, you then give yourself a break. Same as with the children, but a little bit longer. Pomodoro, 25 minutes, 5 minutes, 25 minutes, 15 minutes. Really, really good. That's a short break or a long break. Do it however you like. Um, and I'll, I'll do a little bit about that, that training. I also want to do some about the Pareto principle and the, um, do, 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 what's the other one? Mm, I forgot the other one. Pareto principle is basically that 80% of your results come from 20% of your efforts. So basically there's only 20% of important stuff to focus on, like the five foundations that are going to get you 8% of the way there. That's really, really transferable. And there's also the other one, uh, Parkinson's law, where your work will expand to the time you give it, which is essentially you think about the time that you had people coming around and you had half an hour notice. You somehow cleared the whole bottom floor of the house in that time. Um, whereas on a Sunday, when you've got all the time of the day, it takes you three hours to clean to clean the same amount. So Parkinson's law, the work expands to fill the time. So these are just some sort of productivity things that we're going to look at when we talk about workload and stuff. But tonight, guys, I'm going to leave it there. Thank you very much for joining me. We haven't had any questions coming in, so I am going to sort of finish up there. I hope that's been useful. I know we've covered sort of a few big ideas there and a sort of few key topics, but I hope it's been useful. And if you need me, you need anything from me, you know where to find me. Just drop me a message and I'll chat to you all really, really soon. Cheers, team. Have a lovely day.